0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping Obi Wan Kenobi, Episode Five, in full spoiler details. So, if you haven't seen it, I would get out of here. And you know what? We've had it. We've we've been experiencing some technical difficulties, right? And somebody had to go fix it. But here's the thing: I was too big to go through the vents, so I had to call my buddy Tommy. <laughs> To sneak through. It's Tommy Pazulo. Tommy, how are you? Give me a ladder.
1: I gotta, gotta
0: get up, get up there. Uh, I'm
1: good. I'm good. You know, uh, I, you guys did leave without me, but don't worry. You uh, haphazardly left a device that tells me exactly where to go uh, on the ground. So uh, don't worry. So I'll catch up to you,
0: Tommy. Before we introduce our guest here, I have a question. Is like, it is like, it's kind of weird to see a ladder in Star Wars. Like, and I, I know I can like, like. You know, there's maybe, like, ladders built into structures that you can climb up, but, like, just, like, an actual, like, ladder, the, like, yeah. portable ladder. Well, yeah, yeah that, right?
1: that was weird. Like, give it some cool name, like, a like, foot stepper. I don't know. Something else. Make, <laughs> make it different. Because, like, a lot like of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, did they have, like, a heavy-duty uh label on it? <laughs>
2: like... Stepper.
1: Yeah, yeah so many options. It's
2: though. like it's like the it's like the uh cousin to Skywalker, Sky Stepper, Skywalker. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. We're all part of the same tool group. And you've
0: heard his voice. <laughs> it's like it's one of our number one Star Wars ambassadors here. It's Greg Dunlap. How are you, Greg?
2: I don't know if I'd go that far, but thank you. I uh, I apologize, Tommy, for hacking your droid and forcing you to fly to fly, to uh climb up the ladder into the vent.
0: Yes, not Lola. <laughs> Big Lola stands. Greg, uh, I want to get your take. You know, I've talked to you a little bit on Twitter. I've gotten some. Of it. Why don't you tell the audience, Um, what have you been thinking about this show, Kenobi?
2: I am very mixed on Kenobi, honestly. Um, I it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm I'm I've been very public with my feelings that Star Wars needs to get away from the Skywalker stories. And At the same time, of course, those stories hold an enormous amount of weight for me. So I'm always going to care about anything that involves those stories. But this in particular, it seems kind of rushed. You know, they're only doing six episodes. They're trying to tell a lot of story in that time. And there's also been a lot of like, I don't know if you can call them plot holes or continuity errors, but there's just a lot of stuff that's happening in them where I'm just like, why didn't so-and-so just do X and it would have solved this whole problem kind of stuff, you know? And it's like, to me, whenever I'm noticing that stuff, it's an indication that the story isn't carrying me along the way that it should, you know? And I've been noticing a lot of those things, so...
0: Greg, I feel like a little bit of that is Star Wars, though. Like, I feel like I feel like that is, like, an experience that... And maybe the original trilogy isn't as bad, but me, growing up with the prequels, it's like, I've had to, like, explain a lot of stuff away. Like, I've had to justify my love for the prequels <laughs> in a lot of different ways. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, in a way, it's very Star Wars. Like, and the fact that, yeah, there's some stuff that doesn't make total sense. But um, I will say, coming into this... Um, this is my favorite episode of the series. This might be, yeah, sure. This might be one of my favorite episodes that we've ever talked about. I, I, I mean, I, and here's the thing: we've had a lot of like, I feel like there was a lot of obvious reveals in this episode. There's a lot of stuff that we saw coming, Tommy. Um, with that being said, I still feel like they tackled it really well, um, Tommy. I want to get your takes. What do you think of uh, episode five?
1: Yeah, I do think this was the best. The best one, I uh, I think for me, why it was probably the best is, uh, it, it focused on Anakin and and Obi Wan. You get to see that relationship, and that's kind of what we've been waiting for. And I think that like, getting it in this episode really drove uh, the plot. I I love the flashbacks. We'll get into that. I thought that was really good use uh, there. And uh, I think overall, it felt kind of like original Star Wars in a way, like you know the Empire is breathing down to the neck of the rebels uh, and. Somehow they always make their way out
0: Yes Um, I I don't know what it is And it's like I feel like the show is very much Make or break on whether or not You like the leia stuff um because that seems to be the biggest complaint i've heard thus far some people completely buy the character some people don't some people are messaging me like making fun of the acting and and i'm sitting here like well i I don't get that um greg what, what have you thought about like the leia stuff thus far
2: I haven't minded the Leia stuff at all. I thought the actress was perfectly fine. I mean, you expect Leia to be a precocious kind of snotty little brat. And, you know, she is, you know, brat's not the right word, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, and, and she is, and it's working. And, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you know, if anything, I kind of think the show should be called Leia rather than Obi-Wan, because it's like the, the backstory that they give her fills out her character so much more than the Obi-Wan story, which like, this is new story for us. But as far as Obi-Wan as a character, I don't think it's really telling us a lot that we didn't already know. You know?
1: Yeah. I think for me, uh, I, I think the times where I have been like, "Uh, that's a weird line from Leia." It's mostly the writing. I don't think it's mm-hmm. the actress. And it's like, <laughs> I think it's just easy to pick at children because they're children and they're going to be held at a different standard than like an adult who has been yeah. trained for this. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's working for me. Like it's definitely. I don't think we need to spend this long on <laughs> on it, but uh, we'll see how how they get the landing.
0: All right. Well, if you guys are down, I'm going to start diving into the episode a little bit here, and we open on this shot of Coruscant, which I was like, oh no, this is so cool. So we get um, Anakin and Obi Wan here, and they're preparing to fight. And actually, I would like to go ahead and talk about um all of the scenes involving these guys because it is interspersed and actually there's a lot of really cool parallels between what's going on in the episode and the training scene um uh, especially with like obi-wan predicting how he will behave based on experiences th- that he's had such as this uh, fight scene but i i just i really uh what let's talk about this first uh tommy um what do you think of the look? I mean, they clearly I don't know if there was a heavy makeup. I don't know if there was like a lot of CGI. They definitely de-aged him a little bit. Did it work for you? It did. Like, you know, I noticed
1: a couple of times like, you know, you you definitely aged up, but he still looks good and, and if it was for like the entire series, I think I'd be like uh, you gotta do more to it but because it's just like a couple moments in an episode and it really does just feel nostalgic to see them bantering with each other again, like I'm okay with it. I'm letting myself be okay with it. You know?
2: Greg, what do you, what do you think of this? I didn't, I, I, I didn't notice it that much on the, my first pass when I was just kind of casually watching my second time through, I definitely was like, paying more attention and I could definitely see it. But you know, what are you gonna do? It didn't bother me. I mean, I mean, you know, we know what it is. It's TV, people are older. It's been what, like 15 years since the prequels came out. It's like, it's like, you know, what are you gonna do? I thought it was fine.
0: Uh, that's completely fair. Um but yeah again I, I felt like they and this is like the core of what I loved a lot about this episode. Um and again it is interspersed up the entire thing but just seeing like the contrast to their old relationship and how they're so informed about each other now and it's like yes vader is technically like this new person but he still has these character flaws of like i need to win i uh i need to be better than you i'm aggressive um i thought all of this uh was was really great yeah and it was just great seeing hayden back like you could tell that he just
1: loved being there and like it felt very much like you know spoilers for a movie that's been out for a bit but like singing Andrew Garfield and like in in Spider-Man, like it had that feel to me of like, ah, they're back. Like that, you know, it was cool.
2: Yeah. And I really like it as a storytelling device too. It's like something that Joss Whedon has done a lot on his shows, like on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he would do, he would do flashback episodes that told the backstory of a character that you've known for a long time. And it was always really, it's, it's really effective. And I think it's a great way to bring those motivations in without like you know, kind of retconning them in, you know, it's like, we're using the story that we already have with, you know, a little bit of a different beat on it. And I thought, it, I thought it was, I agree. It was like my favorite um part of the episode as well. I
0: also really appreciate that. Like, and I know this isn't like the Jedi way, but it, it goes to show that like, because that's at the end of all of this, Anakin wins his fight, right? Uh He is successful. He dearms Obi-Wan. And it's like, uh I don't know. It, it, I feel like it's an ongoing question. Who is more powerful, Obi-Wan or Vader? Um, because it is. It seems like a back and forth match. at all Every fight we see them in, it seems like uh, one wins over the other and uh, it's never consistent. So I feel like I, I really like the fact that they are true. Like I, I, I like the matchup, you know, like I feel like there's two other Jedis you can put together and you know who's going to win. But this one it's always going to be a fair fight and I think that's kind of cool. Despite them having very different tactics. As well. So
1: Well and that's I think that's so cool is like how much they're focusing in on like, Yes, baby, you're really good, but you, you get impatient. You get like they're really focusing in on those tendencies he has and why that makes him like an inferior uh, you know, Jedi in some ways.
2: And it's something they've been exploring in the whole show, like this whole concept of like the Jedi are weak because they care about other people because of who they are versus the dark side. And as a continuation of that theme in the show, I thought it was really great, too.
0: Awesome. Well, let's go here. We get we get some more Vader here. Revis walking in. She gets promoted to Grand Inquisitor. Um, Congrats. Yay. <laughs> they get a cool badge. Do you think like?
1: Do you think they get anything else? Like, if you like get a, a promotion, do you do they get some swag back in their apartment?
0: Like I think pod. they just get to be bossy. I think that's the the big perk, right? Yeah,
1: I, I saw like a box the other day for like a Disney intern, and they get all this cool stuff. I was just thinking maybe you know it's like a little mug, it's like a Darth Vader <laughs> mug. They give that
0: over to them when they. When's yeah. Disney gonna send us stuff, Tommy?
1: Someday. If
0: we, if we talk about it enough maybe yeah <laughs> um uh, uh Greg what have you been thinking about uh, Reva here the third sister uh, is this a good character for you
2: Oh, yeah, I haven't had a problem with her at all. And I know a lot of people have been after her about her acting and stuff. And I kind of agree with Tommy about the Leia thing. I think it's more about the writing than the acting, if anything. But I haven't had a, I haven't really had a problem with her at all, especially now that we get a little of her backstory. And I mean, it was going to be, I mean, it was all kind of obvious to begin with anyways. It's not like it's, any of this is a surprise to anybody, but like where her rage comes from and stuff like that, you know, which was a little out there in the early episodes. But uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with... Uh, Rava, at all. I mean, my only problem with this scene and a lot of these scenes really is that it's like, if you've watched Rebels, you know where this ends. And so it's kind of like, you know, what do you, what it, it felt, it all felt a little rote because we, we, we know what the end outcome of this is going to be one way or the other.
1: It, it also like, the, and this might be jumping a little too ahead, but like the whole twist of like, we knew you were there, we were okay with it, and we knew that. Right. Like right. It, it felt very like, what was the point then? Like, what did you yeah, really yeah, gain? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about that more later, but it is, like, this scene kind of still had that vibe for me, where it's like, why are we going through this whole and dance?
0: For who? <laughs> yeah, Yeah. It, it was interesting for me. It's like, wow, is, like, because, again, we know what's going on. It's like, wow, is she really duping Vader here? Like, has she really bested the, one of the greatest minds in the galaxy? Um, of course, not. Uh, we'll find out later on, but um, yeah, it, it's an interesting back and forth, and I think finally, like, Throughout this episode, uh, I feel like we finally and maybe that's the issue leading up is like it, it's been so mysterious about who she truly is. And I feel like we finally had that answer and her motivations, which, again, it's like I mean, that's a that's a big part of a lot of things we talk about, Tommy. It's like, what's your damn motivation? Why are you here? Why are you doing the things you're doing? And uh, I feel like we finally get that. I don't know if the story would be better served if we had learned this earlier or not. But um, I, I don't know. I'm a uh, chef's kiss. I like Revan out.
1: 100%. yeah it was a good it was a good twist for me because like obviously we were predicting this we we talked about this a lot but having it i always thought it was that like she joined darth vader in my mind maybe i'm alone on that i didn't think of it as like no she wants to hunt down darth vader and just doesn't like what we want because thinks that he betrayed and i always thought it would be the the reverse uh more so but uh yeah it was interesting she,
0: she grew on me yeah so next year we go to uh Obi-Wan. He is in like what is this, the Path Sanctuary. They they land here and uh they, they see some old friends. Haja is here, Tommy. Were you glad to see Haja back?
1: I guess I hope he does something cooler than just like watch the ladder. Like it's like it felt like he came back just because they're like, ah, we paid you for the whole thing. <laughs> just <laughs> come back, and make sure you're okay. Everyone wants to see you again. Like, you yeah. know, but it was
2: nice, it was fun. <laughs> I, I like him just, as a character. I wish they had done more with him, but yeah. Uh,
0: I hope the end is like um Obi-Wan training Haja to be an actual Jedi. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well I think there's someone
2: else that
1: potentially I, you know we'll talk about it in a bit, but I Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So um yeah, he mentioned that he like he like uh he escaped, he fought the third sister, um, and now there's a bounty on him. Um, <laughs> there's also um uh I guess next year we get Lola. This is where Lola is uh, going to fly in and uh, uh, seal the hangar roof. Evil Lola is
1: awful. Like she would have like some walk. Like the, the the hover was different. I felt it. You know, like not about evil Lola. Bring back Lola.
2: I mean, evil. I mean, the whole thing of like turning Lola against Leia to betray her is like, is like as stark as anything in Star Wars. It's like, she loves that droid so much. It's like so mean to turn it against her. It's nasty. Agreed, But like, it was pretty casual about it. She's yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, that was like, that was like, oh, look, my droid's evil. Oh, I'll pull this thing out. No big deal. It's like, what the hell? It's like, yeah, this is like your, your favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was, um, <laughs> this is jumping out a little bit, but, um, I thought we were going to get like a full on Leia and Lola fight yeah, scene. Sure I was I. like, here we go. Leia's about to throw down with this tiny droid. But yeah, it just kind of plucked the thing off. Lola. Maybe I was the plan, but they couldn't afford
1: it in the budget, you know, from, from all the other, you know, crazy stuff they had.
0: Yeah. Um. So next year, um, uh, Vader's Star Destroyer is going to dispatch some ships to come to the path, um, and, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, again, they get locked into their uh, hangar, and uh, this is all about them trying to open it back up. So um, uh, I guess, again, my notes are chaotic. I say this every week. My notes are chaotic. I'll jump around. But um, (laughs) this was, like, a total video game moment where – the smaller character needs to crawl through a shaft, right? Like that's like uh I was like, this is totally out of like The Last of Us where um he gets Ellie to like do all those smaller missions. It was also like the way they shot it was like, you know, like who
1: we need someone small. Like who could be the one to <laughs> help us? And it fanned over to like a new newly uh new outfit Layla, you know, just being like, I'll do it. Like <laughs> it was very I'll cinematic. need a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> very cinematic.
0: Yeah, so next year, um, we get um, a Kenobi sneaks off to take a phone call from Bail Organa. Yeah, do we have time for this? <laughs> I, I think it's going to pay off more so next time because he's very much like, he's, it seems like they're setting up some plans that Bail might have because he's very worried. He hasn't heard from Kenobi in a while. He doesn't know what might have happened. Now he's getting worried about Luke, and he's talking about, I'm, I'm going to go visit Luke if I don't hear from you. It seems like it wasn't a good plan. If he would have
1: just
2: not contacted Obi-Wan like he was told to, he was. That's <laughs> right. Now everything's, now things are worse.
1: Yeah. He just, he was like a needy boyfriend. I was like, hey, you have a message in a little bit. XOXO. can you reach out? That's, that's he could just wait. Yeah.
0: Well, again, I, I it gives me hopes for more Jimmy Smits in the finale, at least.
2: Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I love Jimmy Smits as Bill Organo. Like he's always been one of my my like when you look at kind of like star turns in Star Wars, that's always been one of my favorites. He's really good at that character.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just saying, next time if you want your daughter, okay? And <laughs> keep sending messages to the person that's in, in enemy
0: territory. Yeah. Fair. Um. So Tala walks up, walks up on the situation. Well, we love, we love Tala here, right? Tommy Tala's great. You flipped your two in my
1: last week. You're in here. You can't you know, read my ta- sarcasm, huh? <laughs> oh, uh, you don't like Tala. I, I hate Taylor. I She grew yeah. on me in this episode. I thought you were going to come in and actually be because I was. I was in the middle about her. And, and this is my question: Does she have force powers? Was that I? I don't I mean, think
2: she does. I mean, okay, the well, they I
1: mean, ended at the end where it was like she like moved her hand and then the laser went into the door. So my hmm. thought was. But I,
0: I might have just read they add it wrong. I actually can't picture the moment you're talking about, but I feel like I if it was the case, they'd probably bring more focus on it. But also feel yeah, yeah, So Yeah, I mean I, know, I feel like I in that
2: if she was if she had force powers in that background scene, they would have said, you know, oh, I was a youngling too and I got saved and stuff like that. It's like they could have easily made her be force sensitive and turned it into a part of the story, and they didn't. And so it seems yeah. to me like that was an intentional choice. It's a good I point. Mean,
1: you guys are right. All right, take back. She She's still okay then. I mean, there was, there was a good moment. I think she was better in this episode than the last episode, I guess I'll say.
2: I mean, again, my only problem with this scene is that it's so clearly setting her up to die that it's like it's like, it's got nothing to do with her. It's just from a storytelling standpoint, it was just like very... Like they're really the foreshadowing in a lot of these scenes was really, really over the top.
1: Yeah, they really gave her a lot of moments. What about Wade? They didn't give Wade any moments when he heroically got shot down. And did he? I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
2: don't
1: remember, this. remember, there was Wade and the other person, and the other person's there, but Wade's gone.
2: So yeah, I- they're in they're in the ocean outside yeah. of the Inquisitorium. Yeah.
0: This might be a good time to go to a, a listener question. Um, I heard from Alex Bizard had a question about this, and Alex Bizard asked if if this is like the most successful the stormtroopers have ever been in fight because um, I guess his, his question technically was um, have we ever seen a stormtrooper kill anybody? Um, and I was like, well, yeah, you know, they they kill a lot of people
2: here. What they kill, like five people. They kill some people in the fir- in the intro scene of A New Hope like when they're boarding the vessel and they're guarding, I think they kill some people on Hoth. Um, you know, yeah. there's there's some there's some spots. They're all the equivalent of red shirts, but, you know. Yeah. What about a named character? A named character, that's that's something different entirely.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. but their they're kill to uh, miss ratio is pretty bad, though. Like, I think oh, that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. they do kill, but, like, they mostly just miss. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, what, like... Again, I think we saw, like, five of these people die and, what, like, 20 Stormtroopers? I don't know. It's I don't, I don't love the ratio. And they're, and they're in, like, Get Up, too. They're in a huge army. There was, like, at least 50
1: of them and, like, 10 Rebels would come. Go- yeah, and then, I mean, then, even
2: even yeah. in her death scene, it's like Tala dies from Stormtroopers, but she kills, like, 50 of them before they finally get her. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: um, okay, well, let's go to... My favorite moment of the episode is this. uh, It's during the the ceasefire here. We get a a summit amongst Obi-Wan and Reva, and they're talking. And uh, I feel like Obi-Wan correctly reads the situation. He's like, "Uh, not everybody knows about Vader, so you must know Vader more personally, and kind of calls it all out. She's a youngling. Um, We've talked about it before. This is like, especially with that opening scene we get in episode one, it's like, it meant something. Uh, It's not random. And uh, yeah, so uh, Reva, I, I think it's not necessarily shocking that Reva is a youngling. I think for me, the bigger surprise is Reva is here to kill Vader.
2: I agree. Um, I think, I think her being a youngling was obvious, but on the other hand, her being heard there to kill Vader, it didn't, there was something about it that I just didn't buy completely. It's like, it's like, she's been following Vader around while, you know, he's on other planets, snapping people's necks as he's walking down the street. And she's just like standing there all this time. And it's like, it's like how long, and she's been with Vader, what, like 30 years at this point. It's like, how much of that do you take before you finally there's just something about it that didn't ring true to me. I mean, from a story perspective, I get it, but it, it just like I didn't completely buy it.
1: Well, especially when you see how it ends with like, right? She just kind of sneaks up on Vader. like that was your big plan this whole right, time, you exactly. Been... Like you couldn't have done that 20 years ago, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what makes it worse for me. Is like you're just you you just snuck up on him thinking you could get Darth Vader. Like he's Darth Vader. <laughs>
0: It's gonna be interesting to track because I'm trying to think if, and again, you're right. You have like 20 years of opportunity to pull this off, but I think it, um, at least a lot of those situations. Again, this is like, uh, I can explain anything away as a Star Wars fan. Um, but I think she was with, <laughs> and the, you have to, yeah, exactly. It's, it's uh, it's our occupation here, Tommy. Um, but I feel like, um, she, I don't think there was ever a moment where she was truly alone with Vader until this point. So I can give her that at least. So whether they're stormtroopers or uh, the fifth brother hanging around being a pest. <laughs> <laughs> the um,
2: irritating third wheel of the, yeah, of the grand yeah. inquisitors just there to
0: scowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Revan doesn't trust Kenobi Um. and, and vice versa. And uh, Revan ends up cutting open the door very quickly, surprising him, but Kenobi pushes her back and this is where, uh, the big fight ensues. We've talked about some of this. Um, uh, you know, Tala, death, you know, sad. Uh, what was uh, the real uh, loss was Ned B, right? The oh, droid. I totally
2: agree. Yes, That's what you were more upset about, Michael? Most, yeah, I don't care most, about most tragic death in Obi-Wan so far. Oh <laughs> it is. Yes. It really is. <laughs> Also, can I say something that irritated me about the scene with uh, Reza and Obi-Wan at the door? Like when she cuts that door open, like why the hell did they need to fire all of these cannons at this door? Why didn't she just cut the door open? This is the kind of thing that drives me crazy.
0: Yeah, again, I could play devil ad, devil's advocate on this. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want to put uh, Reva in the front, um, but then again, anyways, uh, um, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, why didn't you just cut the door open? So, I, I, I saw an interesting TikTok and I wish I could um give credit at this point, but it was basically talking about how episode four was uh, homage to a lot of the plot holes in the original trilogy, um, things like. Obi-Wan being in the water and coming out completely dry. Um, uh, just just little stuff like that. So I feel like, again, I, like... I feel like one of my favorite things that I think the Mandalorian tackles it more than anybody is just completely making the Stormtroopers look like fools. Um, which is, again, like, it's never, like, on the nose. It seems more accidental in the original trilogy. But now it's like, we're just completely making fun of the Stormtroopers at this point. There's no logic to anything they do. I think that's
1: that's a lot of Star Wars where it's like something was done kind of shoddily written or whatever. And they're like, well, no, it wasn't shoddily written. That's the canon of it. Like it's just like make it canon. It's okay.
2: My favorite scene in the Mandalorian absolutely is the scene in the, in the series, in the season one finale where the two stormtroopers are hanging outside the city and they're like trying to shoot at the can and they keep missing. It's just like, I, I love that as a nod to Star Wars canon geeks.
0: Yes, um, and I believe that was possibly a Taika Waititi-directed episode, and uh, we've had a lot of news about his movie coming up, which I'm, I'm super excited about. Uh, just well. Um and uh And again, notes are a little wild here. What the hell's going on? So Obi-Wan gives up his weapon and surrenders here. Um, I, I still don't know, like, even after seeing everything play out, I still don't get the point of it all. Just take your lightsaber. He just... So he like made it a deal with, he's
1: like, he's like, I'll help you. He's coming for me. Wasn't that like this? And it's like, was that maybe she slipped on the lightsaber? Cause it's like, they took his lightsaber. And then two minutes later, he's knocking out all the stormtroopers and has his lightsaber. So what do we missing? There's gotta be a scene that's missing there.
2: Oh man. I missed that part. I totally, that, that one slipped past me. I didn't see that one. You're right.
0: Yeah. Um, so. Next here we get, um, yeah, he's, he's started over. He's put in the handcuffs, taken by the stormtroopers, And, uh, again, a lot of the logic here doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but he, he is like, he's got, a, he's got a plan. And, um, so they capture him and what, well, what was the line here? I don't know if anyone can help me out, but it was, I thought it was really good where, um, I think he says like, uh, I, uh, you're not bringing me to Vader. I'm bringing him to you. And, yeah. uh, What was was the plan here? Was the plan let Vader kill Reva or let Reva kill Vader?
1: I don't think he cared. I think he just needed a distraction.
2: Yeah, I mean, explicitly he's saying the plan is for Reva to kill Vader, but it's hard for me to believe that Obi-Wan truly believes that could happen. Like, he's got to know that, you know, Anakin's not stupid and won't let this happen from, you know from uh Reva and so I agree I think he just didn't care like one way or the other he's getting the hell out of there and that's all that matters
1: yeah I mean look how quickly Obi-Wan figured out that she was like figured all that out like right you're telling me that Anakin didn't figure out the amount of time
0: that uh, he spent with her like
1: yeah Obi-Wan knew that yep
0: yeah, so um what happens here? Everyone escapes. Um, yeah, like I said, he gets
1: out of the, he gets his sword somehow. Again, he gets the a lightsaber. A sword. sword.
0: <laughs> somehow, Palpatine lives. Yeah,
1: it just shows <laughs> up. Uh, and stabs a bunch of uh, you know, stabs him, gets out, and then they have this fake out. I was shook. I was like, "Wait, you're just gonna try to get out of here in front of Vader?" They had a backup. Yeah, it was a ruse, Michael. <laughs>
2: Um, can I say it's another thing that that bothers me in this scene and it bothers me in the star Wars universe in general and I I know I know why it happens and I understand but it's like Vader and obi-wan's use of the force in the prequels and even more in like in in like um Clone Wars and now here is like so much more advanced than you ever see in A New Hope and Empire and you know the original trilogy and it's like like I see things like him battling Rava and like pushing her back and throwing her around and not even really lightsaber battling in. and then I think of like scenes like the Kenobi battle or the Luke Skywalker battle in the original trilogy and it's like none of that tracks and it always bothers me it's like I get it you it's new you want to do something that's more fun and action-packed and stuff like that but it's still kind of like like, that continuity, it, it has always bothered me.
0: Yeah, I'm of, I'm of two minds on this because I do agree with you. It's not like the Vader that we get at the end of Rogue One and even the Vader we get here. This is not the same guy. Yeah, what I would say yeah. is, he's always the same guy as the Rogue One character. And like, not the same, but. I really like this badass Vader. I mean, this is Oh, I
2: mean, I'm not not disagreeing. And I mean, I understand why they leave behind the original trilogy in some ways from a storytelling and modernization standpoint, but it also like turns it into this thing where it's like- when when vader can like pull down a ship that's taking off and tear it apart into pieces it's like that you're basically saying at that point that the force is limitless and when you have limitless power it's like it, it eliminates explanations for all sorts of things because you wonder why he didn't just use the force to do x or y and that that like kind of that kind of like it's the same like it's the superman conundrum like that that kind of that that whole thing always kind of i just can't let it go And it's probably it's more of a me problem than anything
0: I will say, and um, this might not be a good thing for a lot of people, but I feel like it, it 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 almost lends more to the sequels. And that, like, I feel like a lot of what Kylo Ren is, is like the new Vader seems more similar to Kylo Ren. I mean, we see Kylo <laughs> Ren stop a ship with Force Powers to begin right. with. And again, that's like, um, that was kind of Kylo's thing, but now it's Vader's thing. And uh, in retrospective, we could say, oh, well, he he liked vader so much he he learned a lot from his ancestry and maybe that's where it comes from again i think it says that helps the sequels out a lot more than it does with uh, the original trilogy which um you know that's a complaint in yeah. and of itself. and yeah
2: yeah
1: and i think a big part of it is the technology like if technology yeah. gets better and you can do this stuff it's like why are you not gonna just because you couldn't do it back then i i think maybe, that's the yeah. big part of it but i agree with you. Do. it does it's something i think about too i'm like well one you really, you really lost your stuff. Both you really <laughs> lost your stuff in the future.
0: Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, uh, what do you think about the plan here, though? Like, what, what was going on here? They had, they had the one ship that was going off. Vader stops it. He just tears the ship open. Um, and then what? There was another ship behind it, and they just. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I guess you're supposed to believe that, like Darth Vader's arrogance. It leads him to not notice there's another ship just directly right. by, uh, behind
0: it. Yeah. But, um, so is this where we get, um, the fight between Rev and Vader here? Uh, Re- Rev sneaks up after, uh, he's been thwarted by the, the slash Path people. And, um, yeah, this is where we, it's a cool fight. Very
2: cool fight. It is a cool fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, she's not going to win. Like, it oh, is. Yeah. But the whole time you're like, all right, like, and it's hard with this kind of stuff where you know the future because you're like, there's almost less stakes because you like, Vader, you got this. We, we'll back you up every single time because you, you have to survive.
0: Well, I appreciate that they didn't try to make us think that, like, there was no point in this fight where it's like, oh, whoever has the upper hand. It's like, no, Vader is besting her in every turn, and it's awesome to watch.
2: And then you get, you know, the grand reveal of the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, he's still alive. What a shock, you know, and it's like that whole thing is like irritating. It's not irritating. It's fine. It's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, again, for those of us who are more steeped in the canon, it's like we all saw this coming. But I mean, it was it, it was kind of like, ooh, you know, I don't know.
1: There was no point for this got gotcha you moment. I, yeah, I know. No one exactly. Ever, there was no point for them to be like, "We knew all along." Aha, we can look at right. the egg on your face right now. Like that's all felt was like we got you in front of the whole school energy.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on this a little bit because again, if they're going to do this, which they shouldn't have done, because we all know that Graniquizar is alive. Um, I feel like they did it in the right way, and I was shocked to find that. Um, uh, the Grand Inquisitor has been working with Vader this entire time. Like, I felt like you know, Grand Inquisitor, well, like maybe he got taken in by pirates and they're like fixing him up, or you know, the fact that um, they have been kind of in cahoots this whole time that was a shock to me. And I, I felt like, again, if we're stuck with this twist, the best way to pay it off is with another twist. And, that, and for me, that twist was, We've you're not fooling anybody, we've had you from the beginning.
1: It's a total twist. I just like to me, it's like, What is I look at the characters and their motivations. I don't see the motivation. Like they get, they get nothing from this. They get no benefit, uh, other other than that. But if there was like a twist with benefit for the characters, I'm totally behind it. It's just hard for me to to, to buy this completely.
2: I mean, I think from a storytelling perspective, what I would have rather had is the. The episode before, have it be revealed that the Grand Inquisitor is still alive and watch him making his plans with Vader to thwart Reza, who they already know is. After Vader, and then in the next episode, it becomes like a tragedy because Reza and Obi Wan are making these plans, but you already know that they're screwed because Vader and the original Grand Inquisitor already know what's going on, and so it's like you're it's like you're watching this this horrible tragedy unfold rather than having this gotcha moment. And I mean, that's I think I think that would have been a more like affecting storytelling method personally, but again. That's that's That would be more targeted towards us as the people who are very steeped in the canon. And for a lot of people, like I think this was probably a really effective uh, way, too. So.
0: I want to talk about this because um, we touched on this in episode one about how they had to add a warning um, to the episode. We get another warning here. Um, it might be a little too graphic for the typical Disney Plus audience. But I have a feeling it was probably alluding to some of the flashbacks that Reva has in which um the younglings are, are mm. being killed by Anakin. Uh, I do not know if you guys had any comments on this and, and how they handled all of it. Um I I mean again it was kind of brief stuff. Again at least mean uh, Tommy here's the other thing. I've been like complaining about like what is Hayden Christensen's role? We get a lot of Hayden Christensen here. Uh, he's back. He's killing younglings.
1: Yeah, like now at least it's like justified them hyping it up because if it's like if he's just there for those couple scenes with in the in the desert like man, I want to get money like he does. That's, that's easy money. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Uh, obviously, it's, like, it's supposed to make you feel awful. Like, it's, like, you start to feel compassion for the third, you know, for, for her. And uh, I think it does that. And it's, like, weird because it's, like, you still, like, she's done a lot of bad stuff and she's going about this the wrong way. But it gives her some motivation and it gives her, like, again that
0: third dimension you know yeah and i thought it was really touching especially because when we touched on even obi-wan in the past like a lot of these jedis have been taken from their families and put into the the jedi uh training and again Reva mentions that these people were her family they like this was like she didn't have a family anymore this was her family these were her friends and anakin took that from her and i don't that's like I don't know if it's cheap, but uh, it's. I feel like it's very powerful to see that type of story.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I and I thought they handled it pretty as well as you can handle the murder of four sensitive kids. As you know, it wasn't. It didn't seem very graphic to me at all. You know, and. Um, it is it's an important story to tell. Like the, the story of the death of the Jedi, and the, and as a part of that, the death of the younglings is a huge part, like it's the to me central part of Star Wars lore. It's like at the middle of everything, and um, and you can't not tell that story. And so, you know, I'm glad that they did it. And but they also, I don't know if the warning was really necessary. Like, did you really? I mean. I guess it's sensitive because it involves the killing of children and especially given, you know, current events, that's obviously a very, you know, touchy topic for people. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it was, you know, a good idea.
0: I want to hit you with this, Greg. Um, and this is my a little off topic. It's more like a general star Wars question than some of the stuff here, but, and this has been my complaint. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but, um, I felt like what George Lucas had intended with the prequels and with the whole prophecy storyline was the fact that he was, that Anakin would bring balance to the force and not, and and Yoda says that the prophecy was probably misread. And in the end of Revenge of the Sith, we're left with two Sith and two Jedi. Um, and it's always been implied that that was the balance of the force coming back. Um, and one thing, if I had a, if I had a big quorum with this entire series is we're really exploring, um, a lot of different Jedi have survived order 66, Mm -hmm. um, especially with the path we're seeing the notes on the wall and, um, yeah, I don't know. Does this, do you like, do you like that we're exploring the fact that more people survived order 66
2: or would you have rather them have just kept
0: it the way that it was intended to be fair?
2: I think I like it from the perspective of the stories that it allowed rather than, you know, this is me complaining about the continuity of the Star Wars universe all episode and then now saying I don't mind this break in continuity of the Star Wars universe, but... um you know, I think the stories that have come out of that, like the stories of Ahsoka and I think this story of the path is very compelling, like this sort of underground railroad for Jedi, you know, that um, where where they where they manage to keep themselves alive. I think the stories of the of the younglings that were separated from the Jedi and have, you know, made their own ways in a variety of ways, even with Reza now, are very compelling. And like everything that comes out of that, I think is really great. So I don't really have a problem with it.
1: Yeah, I think for me it's um, it, it it's that we would have no other stories than what yeah. we have because like you even look at the video games they'll throw random like Siths in there they will throw, it's just the nature of the beast. If you want to keep telling stories, you need these kind of villains that people love the you know the Sith and 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 the Jedi and so it's like I, I think it's the the belly of the beast in a way. As much as I'm with you, like I would like the lore and the continuity of it, but
0: my pitch is what they could have done is stay away from the skywalker saga uh i think that's like uh again like, I, I think uh, i talked yeah. about um the taika waititi movie coming up he had a quote recently saying that it is not going to be connected this is a massive universe and we're going to be exploring parts of it that we've never seen so and i i think that's what i want i think we could go back in time we can go forward in time and uh yeah we'll <laughs> we can figure it out from there um so, uh, I we're just about at the end of the episode here. Um I'm a little Can we confused. talk about this hologram thing? Sorry. Yeah, we're going to talk about the hologram. This is like, I'm a little confused about like the cliffhanger and how it works because uh Reva is the one who finds the hologram, right? Yes. And Reva's no longer working with Vader. Uh, so is that really a threat to Luke? I don't know if she she's going to use Maybe in her thought
1: she can get Vader to come back if she steals Luke and uses that as like bait or something. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of is like it's for a good purpose, but she's going about it to the wrong way. Cause it it just felt weird. It's also weird he dropped it. Like, you told me Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan.
2: I he think that Raja it. actually dropped it Raja. because he handed his stuff to Raja, and then Raja dropped it while they okay. Why are you trusting Raja? Yes, 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 yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, is, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of the cliffhanger we're left on here. Um, the uh, Organa's, and maybe that, maybe we don't get Organa. Maybe this is like the the purpose of the hologram in general is to re- allow Reva to receive the information of Luke on Tatooine. So um yeah i i don't know guys that i mean that's it for me well uh any other comments on the episode
2: yeah i don't know where that ends up either and i've been wondering it too because if she's supposedly like a good person for whatever that means you know or whatever it's like she's not after killing skywalker i mean the only thing i could think of is that somehow she could reveal this information to vader to draw him to tatooine to try and but we already know that vader doesn't know because i mean in theory anyways that vader doesn't know that luke exists on tatooine and so it's like i don't i don't i don't know where that goes either
1: that's the thing it's like an empty threat like yeah it's gonna be suspenseful and stuff but like we know that what she's trying to do potentially can't
0: happen so there's no Mm -hmm. stakes Yeah. um so what are we getting like a, a Luke centric episode next time? What's our theories? Do we have <laughs> what has Luke been doing movies?
1: the whole time? And like just a montage of him like drinking blue milk and then uh, playing with his toys.
2: Well, I assume we've got to return Leia to Alderaan, and I don't know why the why Vader doesn't just post up at Alderaan and wait for them to come and return Leia to to uh, her dad. But I mean, you know, again, why should I think too hard about that? But it's like it's like you know, I assume we're going to have to return her to her. Adopted parents at some point, so I assume. I mean, we'll probably get that. But then, are we going to are we going to engineer a Luke and Leia meeting when they're kids before they actually remember it? I could see that happening. That seems very modern Star Wars.
1: Yeah, my big prediction. Hear me out. They go to bring Leia back, and it pans, and you see Jar Jar Binks is there too. He's Leia, Miso,
0: you're back. <laughs> Someone Tommy's been predicting this for a while, Greg. This is this is. I, <laughs> I know you're no. laughing, but this is not a new theory to me. Uh, Jar Jar, uh, and actually, uh, let's go off topic. We're at the end of the episode. We got a little bit more time left. Uh, Greg, um, is there a situation where we could bring Jar Jar back, and it would be okay with you?
2: I actually wouldn't have a problem with, I mean, by the end of Clone Wars, I was kind of down with Jar Jar, like, you know, I was, I was, I was totally down with Jar Jar and the Gungans, like, you know, it's like the Gungans even are irritated by Jar Jar, it's like, part of it is like, you think that Jar Jar is a representative Gungan in the pre, in the prequels, and then you find out, like, even the Jar Jar's kind of, the, the Gungans don't kind of like Jar Jar, and so it's like, You know, it almost makes Jar Jar more endearing in some ways. That he's just sort of this lovable goof who messes things up, but they always work out in the end, and everybody like loves him. And so, I I was kind of okay with Jar Jar by the end of Clone Wars. So, if they wanted to bring Jar Jar back, I wouldn't really have an issue with it.
0: Yeah, I think my, uh, I think my that might be a hot take. Yeah, no, I think I think my pitch here is bring Jar Jar back, but he's like jaded now. Like he's made a <laughs> lot of mistakes. He feels responsible. Dark Jar Jar. Yeah, not necessarily dark. Maybe like uh He's like, selling spice in the alleyways. <laughs> Just like I've messed up so much. <laughs> I I destroyed
1: the world. Because of me, the Empire took power. And she, you know, everyone's like crazy Jar
0: Jar's over there telling made-up stories. Yeah. Um, Well, all right, guys, uh, this is Greg. It's always a pleasure to have you. Um, uh, Whenever we have a spot on Star Wars, we know we want to get you in there. Um, But I want to give you the chance to tell the audience what you got going on and where people can find you.
2: What do I have going on? I don't have a lot going on, like you know, in public. I mean I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast that I'm in the middle, well, I'm in the very early stages of writing a book, which is like has nothing to do with Star Wars or reality TV or science fiction or any of this kind of stuff. It's just totally my professional thing, but that's going on with me. Um, my podcast is kind of on hiatus, so I don't have a lot of to pitch uh but if anybody wants to follow me on the internet they can find me at greg d dunlap on twitter um and thanks for having me i always love to rant about the star wars universe
0: well awesome tommy what's going on in your world not much i'm here no, that's always there <laughs> yeah I'm here. well tommy have you like what uh, any exciting adventures coming up for you Were are you going on vacation
1: no no i just kind of got off of vacation uh I uh, I'm playing Fallen Order for the first time. I'm finally finishing it, that's pretty exciting. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's good. You're getting ready for the new one then? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was like. Oh, I should probably finish this game. is this gonna be a sequel. But yeah, uh, you can find me at Tommy uh on Twitter. You know, I'm here on Star Wars. I'm around, uh, I don't know. Get get a hold of Michael. He'll get a hold of me, and then I'll be back. <laughs> that's, that's probably the best.
2: Are you saying that Michael's your secretary, or like your? I'm just uh, saying
1: that a lot of times. Your your PA, Michael handles a lot of things for me, and I appreciate it. So let's just keep that train going, and he can just take care of this for me too.
0: I would gladly do it, Tommy. Um, well, all right. Uh, what uh, we don't—I I mean, does anyone have a recommendation? I mean, what do you, uh, Tom, uh, Greg? You been watching anything else?
2: I um well I I really like American Ninja Warrior and the new season of American Ninja Warrior just started so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty down with that. Um, mostly I'm really excited about this news that Taika Waititi wants to go outside the Star Wars universe and do something completely new and I find that super exciting. I think that's going to be a uh, rad as hell potentially. Yes. I haven't, I haven't kept up with modern probably
0: like maybe four or five years. I haven't seen Ninja Warrior, but I've been obsessed with it for a majority of my life. So um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I will start to close this out here. Um, I like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. And also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. Um, We got a Miss Marvel podcast coming up here soon. We're going to talk about the first two episodes of that. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, you hit subscribe. You'll get a notification on your phone. It'll download immediately. Super cool how that works. Um, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wars Pod, And we also have a little Discord community. So if that's something you're interested in, you can hit us up on social media and we will get you in. But I think that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. What are you, like, powering down? What do you, Ned? Yeah. D?